Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Welcome to a very special bonus edition of the From the Canvas podcast. I always get the name of the podcast wrong. Here with me to talk about Anthony Joshua and Anthony Joshua alone is Dave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. I'm rolling in cash <laughs> from my win on the uh, on the betting and absolutely loving uh, loving what I saw on Saturday night. Okay, well you got to tell us you got before we go into it, you've got to tell us about your you gotta tell us about your 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 big win. Well, I've come across I've come across a little combo bet on Saturday and I've noticed that uh a Coley to win in rounds one to three and AJ to win in rounds seven to nine was eighteen to one. And uh given the fact that a Coley was fighting an absolute jebber, I, I thought that that is definitely worth a punt. And it's come in, mate. Absolutely delighted. Albeit albeit uh albeit AJ um stopping Pulev with one second to go in round nine. So I was one second away from not winning, but um but it don't matter. Happy days. That always makes it feel better, mate. Okay, so that, you know, look we we we're deviating from our regularly scheduled programming where we kind of do the three segments, we look at back at the previous fights, look forward to the next ones and and doing an AJ retrospective. And instead today, we just thought we'd jump on and have 10 minutes just chit-chat about Anthony Joshua and what, what for me was an absolutely outstanding performance on Saturday and that made me really think the old AJ's back. What, yeah. what, 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 were your, what was your sort of, what was your overriding takeaway from the fight, Dave? I mean, so much to talk about, isn't there? There's just so, so much. I know we're only supposed to do 10 minutes. We could do half an hour, no problem. But... Um... Yeah, just so much to talk about. I mean, I thought just before we get into the fight, I thought just this general um, week in general, um, all the pre-fight stuff, all the interviews I saw, um, the uh, the aggression that we saw like at the weigh-in, um, his weight, I thought it was all absolutely bang on. And it, I, I, I said to you, didn't I, like on, on message, like before we were, um, like the fight was on, like that... I thought that what I've seen this week, I'm super excited about tonight. I really fancied like a special performance and what I'd seen. Um, and and that's what we got. I mean, he, he just looked like all week, he looked so focused. Um, he looked less, um, he looked more himself. And like I think we've spoken before on the pod how AJ can come across like very media trained and, and, and quite glossy. And he, he still had elements of that, no doubt. But I thought it was much more him rather than um the sky anthony joshua if you know what i mean yeah i've got i've got loads of media trained anthony joshua after he's done a dominant victory i don't need media trained anthony joshua in the build-up to the fight i think that was the difference here like yeah all the way through all the way through the build-up to the fight it looked like he was gonna he was gonna <laughs> give whoever spanking and that kind of turned out to be the, to be the, to be the case well, we've never seen we've never seen aj like getting over to his face at a weigh-in before and yeah, it was really, it was really like agitated at the weigh-in, and and uh, yeah, I think Pulev obviously stoked the fires there. But it was good, to, I think it was good to see AJ respond to that, and and 
and not just sort of walk away and brush it off and be like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll share on Saturday night. He, he really, like, delivered, and that was that was brilliant to see. And, and I think he had a, pr- a point to prove after the Ruiz fights, because they, they were... The Ruiz fights, I mean, even the second one was... was not 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 overly inspiring for me. I think he did what he need, he did what he needed to do really. Um, talk to me about the third round. Well, I think it was the third round, wasn't it? When yeah. I mean that, that fight should have a hundred percent been stopped. I, in, in my opinion, I thought like like the first two rounds, I thought he boxed really really well, and like Pulev couldn't lay a glove on him. First two rounds, I mean, I was th- I was a bit confused by what Pulev was doing in the first two rounds because he just he just couldn't get anywhere near AJ and AJ was winning those rounds really comfortably. And the round three that you're talking about, it was like um, it was like the AJ of old that we we loved, the explosive like absolutely dominant AJ, um, but in a sensible way if that makes sense. Like it wasn't it wasn't Ruiz one AJ where. He's just throwing reckless shots and like could get caught. There was no danger of him like getting caught in round three. There, he was like well, well on top. And like you said, how the referee hasn't waved it off. Pulev definitely quit in that round. Yeah, he did. Turned turned his back. He turned his back. If AJ had thrown a punch at the back of his head, he would have been he'd have been in big trouble. I mean, Pulev did throw about as Eddie Hearn said about four hundred punches at the back of. um, the referee, was, the referee was a shambles all night because, like you said, Pulev punched into the back of the head just constantly in the clinch, which was completely unpunished. And then he also should have waved the fight off in round three because Pulev, like you said, turned his back and like walked away from Joshua with his back to Joshua. And the referee gave him a standing 10 count, which is normally like when if the ropes right. are holding you up. Yeah. Like, exactly. it, doesn't, it made absolutely no sense at all. Um but aside aside from the abysmal refereeing, um, like the round three was absolutely brilliant, and I have heard I have heard like in the media and like on like online as well since then that um, people have been quite critical of like what followed round three because um, uh, rounds four to six, you know, he uh, he went back to more sort of like the first couple of rounds, you know, flicking the jab, jabbing to the body a lot. Um, but not not the explosive stuff from round three. But I think that's nonsense. I think that's absolute nonsense. I mean, if you look at the amount of energy they expended in round three, he obviously was trying to stop him, but he didn't manage it. So rather than punching yourself out in round four and getting yourself into trouble, I think he just did the sensible thing. I think he just regrouped, um, won those. He won those rounds anyway, um, and then uh, and then went back to business um, from round seven onwards. I, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, classic. It was very. It was <laughs> when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, uh, and, and this is round four, right? And he's just I mean, he should have won a round three, and I was going a bit mad. Um, and then round four, I was like, just calm it down, which is yeah. such a terrible way to watch boxing when you like. Because I, I swear, for the Ruiz fight, I was like, finish him, finish him, finish yeah. him. Oh no, that's what's <laughs> wrong. And then this time, I was like. Keep it calm. Keep it calm. Yeah. You're going to beat him. He's rubbish. He One all three rounds. So far. Don't stress it. AJ did eat a few right hands. In, he did. In rounds <laughs> four, four six, there were, I reckon Pulev caught him at least two or three times. It took it well, to be fair. Like, never never looked in trouble. Um, but that's heavyweight boxing, isn't it? Like, I think I think what you saw in rounds four to six was a, a clear um, tactic that he, he's obviously learned from that Ruiz loss massively. Um, yeah. And I think I think what we're also seeing as well is Joshua is still not 
um, the finished article. Like Joshua is still definitely learning and like improving as a as a fighter. Um, and I just think this was the latest evolution of him. Um, I think it's I I said to you I think it's possibly his best performance. Um, and other than Klitschko, I would I would. Um... And maybe Dillian White, I would probably agree with you. I like, it's right. Yeah, it's right. You're absolutely right. It's right up there. I thought he was, he's, he, yeah, it was, it was just a kind of, it was a masterpiece of boxing, really. Uh, let, let's, let's just talk about the finish, mate. The finish yeah. was just absolutely, it was, it was horrible in the best way, if you know what yeah. I mean. Well, we watched it. We, 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 when I was watching it, I was thinking, he's got, He's got. He's like. He's. No, there's no way he can get up from the uh, the, the first knockdown, the ninth, and then he from stood the, up. Yeah, from the uppercut. You know, I was watching it thinking, you are in so much trouble here that like one or two punches is gonna is gonna do you. And you know what? I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit. I should they should have called it off for me. I was I was a bit. I, I, if you're gonna if you're gonna get up and then within one or two punch like within one or two punches and like you know talking like twenty seconds you're gonna go down again. Well, I, I was so I was I was watching the clock uh, furiously because obviously I need I needed from a bet the knockout in the ninth round and he knocked him down with the uppercuts the like flurry of uppercuts that he, I threw about four uppercuts in a row. Yeah, and, and he hit Pulev with every single one like the, he could not miss with the uppercut all night. Um, and, and Pulev went down. And there were 14 seconds left in the round at that point. And yeah. I think, and then he get he got up, and I was like, no, my bet, my bet. But then literally, as soon as he got up, Joshua just the classic one-two jab, overhand right, and it was such a clean knockout, like the cleanest knockout you could see. And it was right on the jaw. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but yeah, and, and and I agree. It was a it was a wonderful knockout. It was wonderful in the sense, in every sense apart from he shouldn't have been able to carry on. You, yeah. you can knock someone out easily in two punches, then stop the fight because what's the you know? And there was way behind as well. What was the point? Um, yeah. So so apart from that, I, I, it was absolutely dominant from AJ. Absolutely dominant. And nice to see fans back in the arena as well. I thought. Uh, and and how much of a difference did it make to the fight the fight night in general? Just the and and actually the. The enjoyment for me as a viewer from home was so much more, like because there were fans, like you got the sweet Caroline, but you, but even throughout the uh, throughout the fight, like the the sound of the fans like cheering and, and gasping, it make it just makes it makes it so so much better. And I I, I, I sort of forgotten like um, it sort of re- dawned on me when I was watching that like how um, used to behind closed door sport I am now and when I don't see behind closed door sport, it's like the best thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to, for the purpose of this uh, quick fire reactions, ignore my horrendous, my horrendous opinion of the, of the fans in the, in lieu of the global pandemic, uh, <laughs> which was very questionable because there was definitely more than a thousand people there. And the idea of playing Sweet Caroline and belting that out with a load of drunk people is very, very questionable. But yeah. I totally agree with you. It made for the atmosphere. It really did. Um, got a lot. I've got a lot. Of, I, I really am looking forward to the point where we can get fans back in the arena and not be thinking about other things. Well, I think you know that's obviously we don't want to get into the pandemic. It's a bit deep for this podcast, but um, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's around the, the corner. You know, um, and 
uh, let's be honest, that Fury fight that that's we're all fingers crossed for, that has to be in front of a full crowd. You can't have you can't have that in front of a thousand people. That that needs to be Wembley Stadium, which it won't be. It'll be in some um, Middle Eastern state, probably. But, um, I think I think it will be Wembley. I, yeah, I really hope. I really hope so. I really hope so. I just think the money might talk on that, but we'll see. Uh, I think. I think. Why would you do that? I'd, you might be right. You might be right. I really hope not. I really hope it's Old Trafford or Wembley. I think they're yeah. there. That's that's got its. I know, think if it's going to be too they could give a jab out with your ticket, mate. <laughs> I think if it's a think if it's a if it's a two fight um, deal, which apparently it is. I reckon I reckon Middle East for the first one um, and then UK for the second one. But we'll see. I mean, I, I hope it's UK. That'll be, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Let's just hope it happens. Yeah, I was going to say, I was Let's just going to call it that day. Let's just get it on and then we're, um, we'll worry about where it is after that. I mean, to be honest, I don't mind, I don't mind um, it being in uh, one of the Arab countries. Like, because actually it's the same time difference as us. You know, it's, what is it, like an hour ahead or something? Or an hour, yeah. an hour behind, I think it was. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, 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 the shame about it being there is that um you know you it's going to be difficult for uk fans to get there but from a if you're if you're watching it from home it's you know it doesn't really make an awful lot of difference but what i can tell you now we will definitely be trying for tickets son absolutely no doubt about that we will be yeah. trying our absolute best with about a million other people i'll have a chat with wifey and just let her know that me and you'll be off to the uae at some point next year and we'll be dro- we'll be dropping our savings, our entire savings account that weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, we'll, and don't worry because we'll only be drinking. We'll only we'll only drink sort of fifteen to eighteen beers as it as is sort of custom with the boxing. So uh, I can only imagine that. I can only imagine that's going to end well in the UAE. Yeah, yeah. They don't have that many strict rules, do they? I think no, okay. I haven't, I haven't. As you can imagine, I haven't looked into it fully, mate. But you know, let's just let's book it and then we'll work it from there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty loose over there, quite tame. So it should be fine. <laughs> cool. right, any any final thoughts I was to add? just thought it was absolutely brilliant man. I'm still buzzing about it now I just thought it was I thought it was absolutely excellent um, it just sets up everything so beautifully for next year come on Tyson Fury let's have that fight I think it's happening mate it's got it's got to happen um, well, mate, before we finish I just want to say a thank you to Ben again uh, he's putting out now not only our normal episodes but also having to having to put out a bonus episode um, Ben's going to come on in a minute and give you all the details of all the socials and actually if you've, if you've enjoyed the bonus episode um, let us know um, mm. we, can do, we can do more of these if people are interested or if not then um, why are you listening Good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot catch you later man Bye. Thanks for listening to the From the Canvas podcast, brought to you by the Views from the Sofa Network. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get involved in the conversation? Then find us on social media. Just search for From the Canvas podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.